Welcome back to the Hey Roadie Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is having like such a beautiful, lovely day. We sure are. Yes, we are. I feel like this day is going great. And we had um, a lovely guest on today's show. And we actually are doing the intro right after we recorded, which is not something we normally do. So I feel like so like refreshed after chatting with our guest. And I'm so excited to chat about her a little bit and introduce her. So we have Alicia, the owner and founder of Fundati. It's a, it's a coffee shop and coffee roaster from, I'm going to make Nick say the, the street <laughs> because I can't say it. Uh, it's in Lincoln. Uh, it's, just old, a, it's in Lincoln. <laughs> it's on Old Lewis Quisset Pike. I'm not sure if that's exactly how you say it, but that's how it sounds. That's better than what I would have Lewis done Quisset on Pike, it. Lewis Quisset Pike, yeah. And it's like, what you were saying that it's like on your way to Tw- Twin River. Yeah, like if you were going to go to Twin River, so there's your main exit, Twin River Road, uh, Twin River exit. But then if you take the next one, which is Old Lewis Quisset Pike yeah. uh, exit. It puts you at the back entrance to Twin River and ah. like the st- where the state police office uh, uh, barracks. barracks are. Yeah. And uh, when you come off that exit, if you take a left, it's in the first plaza on your left there. Yeah. Well, so that was a, a roundabout way to tell you that this is a coffee shop in Lincoln. It's in Lincoln. <laughs> and now you know how to get there. And now you know how to get there. No, Um. but Alicia is such a cool individual. She is like the minute she sat down and she started talking, like you can just feel this sense of like calmness like and I'm sure she has her moments when she's like hyper stressed but like in general any conversation I've ever had with her she just offers like this really like calm disposition and it makes it really easy to talk to her and to like feel comfortable asking questions and so I not only do I love Fandati but I'm obsessed with Alicia yeah she was really nice it was my first time meeting her I know you had already been there and did uh some reels because we did a uh she was our roadie gem on her yeah. On, uh, on Fundati. Uh, but it was my first time meeting her. I thought she was really cool, really yeah. nice. She has a cool uh, kind of story leading up to opening uh, the coffee shop. Yep. And she is like her whole thing with Fundati. I mean, I don't want to say it's her whole thing. Like, I'm not going to speak for her. The but entire so, thing. The, enti- <laughs> the only thing that matters. <laughs> no, but like something that's really important to her is to find your Fundati, which she then explains in the podcast that is a Latin phrase for like finding your groundedness and like being grounded, which I feel like everyone right now really needs that. Um, another really cool thing that we went into more detail about is that her business model really focuses on sustainability in a lot of aspects, not just recycling and environmental stuff, like sustaining people's livelihoods and mental, you know, health and like all this stuff. So she's just really cool. She's young. She's talented. She's smart. Man, she's inspirational. Yeah. And she's doing some different stuff Mm -hmm. uh, with the shop itself and how they do brewing, Uh, you know, very specialty um, cold brew system. Um, they do their pour over, which yeah. they do a little bit differently than um, some other like, places like at home or like your traditional pour over style. Um, there's a different roasting uh, system, which is all based on sustainability as well. Um, just all all around our business models. Smart. Um, if you like good coffee, it seems like she's just as into that as anybody else yeah. is. And she actually brought me a coffee, which was really good. Yay. And uh, I just I think. The place is great. I'm going to swing by. I was explaining. Uh, you're going to hear me say it right at the beginning, but they finished building it right before our office moved. or right after our office moved. So uh, it was no longer like right on my way to work. Yeah. But I'm going to kind of go out of my way to stop in there. Hell yeah. It's worth it. It's worth going in there. And like, again, like because her sort of like approach is like finding some 
groundedness and mindfulness. Like when you walk into her shop, it does feel very like zen and centered and the food's really good. The coffee's really good and her staff's awesome. And um, another cool thing, I'm going to say the name of this machine wrong. Is it Bellwether? I think it's Bellwether. So she was um, the first in Rhode Island to have this Bellwether machine, which is like a eco-friendly is that right yeah so they're they're roaster which is eco-friendly at yep. uh, zero emissions zero zero emissions which is really cool she, i think she even said that they were the like out of the first 100 like she had yeah, one, which country, is yeah. really cool um so yeah getting going there and talking to alicia and, and getting to know their coffee style and stuff i've found i've been really lucky to go there a few times and you guys should too yeah, and I think everybody's going to enjoy the episode. She's super yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Fundati as a concept is really cool. And um, it seems like she's on track to you know keep going and do all kinds of different Reach stuff. Reach the stars. And, um, looking forward to seeing uh, what comes out of that business and what she does next. You can also find her on Sundays at the PVD Flea, um, the Summer Flea, which is like right where the pedestrian bridge is. So she is like the coffee provider for the PVD Flea. So if you're not someone who lives in Lincoln or, or travels to Lincoln at all, you can still experience it if you go to the Flea. Yeah, perfect. And uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy the episode. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, grab a cup of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> grab a cup of coffee. Uh, uh, make one. Uh, yeah. Hop online, order some uh, some whole bean coffee from Fundati. Yeah, Wait a yeah, little yeah. bit, grind it, and then uh, you start the this episode. This is a lot of yeah, work it's, to just it's listen to an episode. Get in your car, drive to Fundati. Uh, but uh, I think all, all around it's a fun episode. So yeah. everybody, uh, I think everybody's going to like it. Enjoy. Have fun. But now we're recording. Oh, now we're recording. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So <laughs> we have Alicia here. Alicia, I'm so happy you're here. Yes, happy to be here. I know this is great. Um, Alicia, you are the. Do you prefer like owner and founder, owner, general manager, operator, owner? Blah blah blah. blah. What is your like uh, preferred title? I get shy with all of that. <laughs> the, the owner and founder is good. Okay, yeah. so you're the owner and founder of Fendati, which is an amazing coffee shop in Lincoln, Thank and. You. We recently met, um, you and I met a couple of weird times, but then officially met when you were, Fundati was a roadie gem in our Hey Roadie magazine, um, which was so cute. And I was so happy to get to like go to your shop and get to like experience kind of like the inner workings, not just like grab a coffee and go. Um, So sorry, that's me gushing a little bit. I'm a big gusher. I love to like just be like, I love so much um but alicia i want to know so are you originally from rhode island yep so i pretty much grew up in north providence and then spent um high school years in lincoln oh okay Mm -hmm. so you're here tried and true northern rhode island girl (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. where northern rhode island too awesome so smithfield nick smithfield and i'm cumberland north smithfield North. North. Right that's a difference. It's two yeah. different towns. It's, he corrects me like every, every other day. Time. And I'm never going to get it right. It's That's just how it is. Uh, no, and people that don't live like yeah. in it are just like, yeah, whatever. Same it's, thing. It's mm-hmm. fine. It is what it is. So did you stay in Rhode Island for college or did you go to college? Yeah. So um, uh, no, for college, I ended up going to Elon University in North Carolina. Oh, okay. So kind of took the trip down there, decided to get rid of uh, New England winters for yeah. a little bit. And did you like it? Yeah, I loved it down there. Okay. Um, you know, the campus was kind of this little oasis yep. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it just really allowed me to experience college and that whole experience without being in a city or anything. Mm. Um, and not knowing, like, if you went to, like, a URI or, peace, or any of those colleges, you'd know, like, at least, like, 20% of the population at the school. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there you didn't know anybody. No, not really. I was fortunate enough to – so I, I ran for the cross-country and track team there, and – 
when you join athletics, that's always just like super nice because mm-hmm. I got, I went, you know, two weeks early, kind of had at least my little running crew yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to start college with. But yeah, from there, just really expanded friendships. Like got to meet people from all over. And yeah. when you graduated, were you like, okay, it's time to go back now? Or did you like, what did you do <laughs> after graduation? Uh, no, so uh, – while I was graduating, I was in this like crazy travel bug kick. Mm-hmm. I had actually quit the cross country team junior going into senior year. Okay. Um, I lived in San Francisco uh, my summer from junior into senior year and I did an internship out there. Absolutely loved it. And then studied abroad my entire fall semester of senior year on a semester at sea, which was the craziest program ever that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Um, so I kind of traveled around the world on a on a cruise ship and took classes. That's so cool. Um, so it's like, yeah, that's awesome. wait, I, I didn't even, I didn't know that existed. It's so like it's, the sweet life on deck, but we really we did college. study. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what parts did you like? What parts did you visit that were like the most memorable that you remember on the sweet life deck, whatever uh, it's called? You know, honestly, like all the countries were were so amazing and it was really about the experience I had in each of them. Mm -hmm. But the overarching experience of getting to be with 600 plus students, faculty, staff um, from around the world and spend so much intimate time with them on a ship without service. Like we only had email as a form of communication was the, the most amazing part because I built the closest relationships in the shortest amount of time that I ever had in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. And, yeah. and I feel like, like you said, the the combination of meeting these people and spending such intimate time with them, but also like being submersed into new cultures and new mm-hmm. country. Like that must be, as someone like, you know, you were in Rhode Island, then mm-hmm. North Carolina, not saying that that's not sheltered at all. You're traveling, but like to go from that, mm-hmm. then to do like a well, Elsie, we're in San Francisco, so maybe no, you've traveled a lot before you went on the cruise. I had to like second think what I'm talking about. Um, so that's that's really cool. Yeah, thank you. What did you go to school for? Like, or, or what did you graduate? Like, what degree? Yeah, so I um I just did general business management. Mm-hmm. I changed it between finance, economics, marketing yeah. uh, throughout my four years, and then just you know ended with a solid business management degree, mm-hmm. and also really enjoyed like social entrepreneurship type classes. Totally, so. yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and side note, Nick over here is like a big coffee bug. So once yeah. we, yeah, I love coffee. <laughs> once we start, I mean, I, this is like the the prologue, like learning about you. Once we start mm-hmm. getting into like coffee and stuff, I'm so excited because we've had a few, we've had one other coffee roaster on, but then every time we've had anyone on who does like, who specialize in a field like a brewery or, um, a distiller or whatever, I feel like I learn so much and it always just like blows my mind. <laughs> so I'm really excited. And you being like, I mean, for lack of a better term, a young woman in business, like creating something like a fundati that has so much like going on for it. Like it's not just a, not, I shouldn't say just a, because all coffee shops are incredible, but you have like so much more going on there. So anyway, (laughs) this is a tangent. How did you... We, we specialize in tangents. Yeah, it's like podcast. all we do. Tangents are my life. Okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so how did you go from semester at sea, graduating, to then coming back to Rhode Island? Yeah, of course. So this will be the prologue to Fundati. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in Here prologue phase. Um, yeah, so I actually post-grad... Um, I knew I wanted to start my own business probably when I was in middle school onward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that I had, you know, just really supportive family, friend groups that told me, you know, hey, if you want to start your do own business, it, like you can do it. You're yeah. a leader. Um, 
But I didn't know what that what that was when I graduated college. So I ended up taking a full-time job with the company I uh, did an internship for the previous summer and moved back out to San Francisco because mm-hmm. I really loved the company, loved the idea of living in San Francisco full-time. Such a cool time um, there. I worked in fintech consulting. So it was, you know, your classic like corporate business job yeah. um, and, and really like I enjoyed my time there, but what I didn't enjoy was sitting behind that desk all day. Um, and I just started to do like, you know, whenever I had free time, I was really just diving into health and wellness and fitness because that's where a lot of my passions lie as well. Um, and, and, you know, one day I, um, I came back home to Rhode Island in January after working for probably five months and all my family was asking me, oh, you got to tell me about your job. Like, how is it? It must be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was the first time I flat out was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I actually don't like my job. I'm, I'm like not happy. Yeah. And on the six hour plane ride home, I just journaled for like hours and mapped out an entire game plan for what I was going to do when I got back. I was like, I'm going to quit my job Can and like- back try to pursue something else. Um, And what I first tried to pursue was full-on health and wellness. So Mm -hmm. I quit my job in um, March, went to Hawaii from there because it was easy access from California, Mm -hmm. did yoga teacher training. And it was a fully like mindfulness-based one where I stayed in an ashram. So we uh, meditated like three times a day as well and like fully immersed ourselves just in a like a mindful living Mm. environment. Um, And then I, I moved back home, did a lot of traveling um, just with my free time and then did health and wellness coaching um, training. So I'm like a certified integrative nutrition health coach and yoga teacher. Currently, currently don't really use either of those. So like um, your resume is just like miles <laughs> long. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You're like, I'm a, you know, owner, founder. Also, I'm all these other things. And I did semester at, I'm still blown away by the semester at C thing. Um, anyway, keep yeah. going. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I was really in this state of just trying to figure myself out because eventually like crisis hit and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing with my <laughs> life? I, I don't feel equipped to like start my own health coaching business. I'm so young. I'm still like learning about how to take care of myself. Um, but I was getting immersed in local communities back in Northern Rhode Island. So I was working at the YMCA. Um, I was trying to like do little coaching one-offs. And then I also was teaching yoga there and then teaching yoga and taking classes at the yoga studio next door to Fundati, the Woods Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, they're my neighbors there. And um, I got really close with the owners there. And my my stepdad, who was pretty much the investor in the business for me, um, also went there. And and then that's how the idea of the coffee shop that actually was the birth resurrected um, because they had actually proposed the idea wow. um, being like this. There's a vacant space next door, like a coffee shop would do really great there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, took some time to be like, well, what am I doing with my life? Like, do I, do I, <laughs> do I want to do this? <laughs> and um, and then I just said, you know what, Let, let's do it. You took the leap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. it's a kind of very, like everyone expects me to be like, yeah, I grew up like loving coffee, like yeah, yeah. dreams <laughs> to own a coffee shop. And by all means, I do love coffee, but like I feel like the way I love it is like really unique because um, mm-hmm. it's really like the whole experience of coffee and coffee shops. Yeah. Um, I feel like when yeah. I went to Fundati, something that really stuck with me because I've heard this in like the tea community and not so much in the coffee community. Like I feel like your sort of approach is is more mindful. Like the drinking of the coffee and the ordering of the coffee. It's not like bing, bang, boom, like din, in and out, done, done, done. Not to say you can't go in there for a quick cup because you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. But I just like that there it feels a little bit more like 
you walk in there and there's like a sense of like relaxation. Like it's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's even watching you do like the hot, like the pour over hot coffees. Like it's all part of like the the mindfulness of like, oh, like we're going to watch our coffee. It's going to be like a really good experience. Mm-hmm. And then the coffee tastes great, obviously. <laughs> it's like amazing. Yeah, I actually haven't been in yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove by it like a whole bunch when you were, I think when you were just doing construction. Um, mm-hmm. Before we were here, we were over in the Hope Artiste Village uh, right on the border of Pawtucket. Um, and I used to come from North Smithfield and I come the back way. I'd get off the Twin River exit and I'd go past that plaza yep, every right day. There. Uh, and then you guys went in just in time for us to not be over there anymore. Let's <laughs> be completely at the other end. <laughs> I of kept the being like, oh, there's a coffee shop coming in right here. This is going to be perfect. And now we're in Warwick. Yeah. And oh you would God, love it, no. Nick, because it's pour over. Yeah. And you love, you, that's isn't that how I thing? make my coffee every day. Yeah. Yeah. How's yeah, yeah. your cup? That I it's really in. good, actually. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for bringing coffee. Of I, course. I had my one coffee this morning and I said to Nick, God damn it. I should have not had my coffee. I would have had a coffee when you brought it in. Yeah, I have like a hundred coffees a day. So. <laughs> no, but we very much appreciate it. So, and I know too, another thing that we had talked about was your life in San Francisco and how coffee shops were there mm-hmm. as opposed to how they are here. So like, what was that kind of like characteristic of that? Sorry. Sometimes I like lose train of like the words I'm trying to say and then I just like make words up so excuse me (laughs) no worries I'm literally over here secretly trying to laugh because I totally understand (laughs) all of that it's like totally how I am perfect um but yeah so in San Francisco um as you know like everyone kind of says oh west coast it's so much more relaxed slower vibes yeah and you know I wouldn't say that's probably the case in even all buckets of San Francisco but general vibe of this city was that there was really a place for everyone. Honestly, Providence reminds me of like a really small Mm. version of San Francisco. You can really find that cultural melting pot and just have your place. So like Mm -hmm. shout out to PVD. Um, But it was a much like wider version of that there. And I worked in downtown financial district. People are go, 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 really still hustling, working hard. Um, But a lot of the coffee shops had full pour over bars. So there was a blue bottle, which is a staple for pour over. And then um, another shop out there is called Phil's. Um, And they they have very different concepts, um, unique to one another, but I was really intrigued by both of them. And it was pretty much where I would, you know, sneak out during the day (laughs) and um, get my coffee. And there'd be so many people like all, you know, in their business suits as well, probably had another meeting in five, 10 minutes, but Mm -hmm. they weren't stressed waiting, waiting for their pour over. And I just thought it was the coolest thing and was inspired by that. Mm. So when I decided to, you know, open one here. I thought, well, I really miss being away traveling, but I also want to be here with my family and mm. and um I do love Rhode Island. So how can I how can I create like my own little universe here <clears throat> that I I think there are a lot of people who maybe don't even know that they would enjoy it yet or yeah. need it. Um and then it kind of meshed really well, you know, it was a silver lining with COVID because um it made it harder to get open and get going. But when we did open in the middle of COVID, like November of 2020, um, we gave people like a safe space to come to and mm-hmm. to take that step back after life had been so crazy. So yeah. totally. Yeah. And I think you're um, serving kind of an underserved area. Uh, totally. I used to say all the time because I've talked about like, oh, if I was going to do anything, I'd probably open like a legitimate cafe in Northern Rhode Island because mm. there really aren't any. There's like, uh, you know, there's coffee places and there's like quick grab and go kind of places. Mm-hmm. But like your classic like cafe like you get in a city doesn't really exist where 
there's no place that I know of short of Fundati in like the Lincoln North Smithfield, Winsocket, Cumberland area uh, that you could that I would classify as the place that I'm, I'm going to like take my laptop and go sit yeah. down and like grab a coffee and work for a little bit and have like my morning thing mm-hmm. and um, grab like a really good cup of coffee, yeah. like something that's been really like. It's like a vibe thing to it. There's certain totally places that have that vibe mm-hmm. where like, you know, not a, I don't know, it's not a Dunkin' Donuts kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. In and out. And to mm-hmm. your point, like the underservedness of the Northern Rhode Island area, there are plenty of coffee shops, but like a place, like you said, that's like your own little world in there. Mm-hmm. And it does, even though obviously like, I mean, I'm not someone who does yoga and I, and I do struggle like a lot with like mindfulness and being able to separate myself from stuff. But I do feel like when I walk, like just your presence alone, and I feel like you're not always at Fundati, but you're there often. Good amount. <laughs> Every time I've been there, you've been there. And like, I just feel like even like your presence at the coffee shop, like it's always like very like, oh, I'm here. Like, this is awesome. Like, I'm happy to be here. Like, oh. I don't feel rushed. I don't feel like, you know, if I have a question, like for instance, you would ask the first time I went, you you had mentioned like, oh, light roast, dark roast, mm-hmm. medium, whatever. And I was like, I don't know. This is what I like. Can you tell me? And it was like a nice experience because I learned a little bit about coffee. I learned a little bit about what I like. And if you, it wasn't so like my, like, I guess peaceful in there, relaxed in there. I wouldn't have felt like the comfort to say like, hey, I don't know anything about this. Like, can I ask you a stupid question? So it's like, it works really well, especially too with like your, you know, your yoga and your, um, you know, uh, what's the word like coaching in mindfulness and health and body and stuff like that. Like it all feels like it like comes together, like chef's kiss, <laughs> like really, really well. Well, thank you. No, I'm, I'm appreciate you saying all of that because yeah. how you have experienced Vendati is how I really hope that everyone does. It's mm-hmm. in my mission. Like our mission is literally to create a space, an environment where people can experience coffee and take that step back to find their fundati. And that's yeah. one of our calls to action is find your fundati. Yeah. Um, fundati means to be grounded and stable in Latin. Oh my God. I love and- that. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. And so, you know, it's definitely taken some time to develop, but even as we develop, hopefully virtually as well as physically, mm-hmm. we can spread that message and ripple effect, like yeah. getting everyone to find their fundati, which is really whatever it means to you. Yeah. So. And everyone needs that. I feel like especially we had um, a few weeks ago, we had um, a certified like mental health counselor who specializes in burnout. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of adults specifically are like, go, go, go all the time. Fast, fast, fast. Always on your phone, always on your email, always checking in, blah, 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 blah. So to like have a second to find like your groundedness, I feel Mm -hmm. like is something that people really need. Not to say like Fundati is going to fix burnout, but I feel like (laughs) having those situations and finding spaces where you feel like you can relax and like take a second, like is really necessary right now. You also just kind of have to point out the, the, we said ground and grounded a bunch of times and it's a coffee place. Yeah. Like ground beans. It all goes. It all is like, yeah, I plan that. It was all a part of the master plan. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, what a coincidence. She's like, no, it's not a coincidence, girl. There's a lot of, there's a lot of thought that goes into this. Um, Well, I love that. And I also really quick before we get into even more of like the coffeeness and like the cool stuff that you brew and do at the shop, how was it opening like during COVID? Like, yeah, um, a unique experience. But again, I opened 
how old was I? I was tw- 23 or 24 um, when this all first started. <laughs> I mean, how much life experience can I really have at that age? Yeah, Definitely yeah, yeah. didn't have experience running my own business. So mm-hmm. before I even started planning, I surrendered to the fact that I had no idea what was going to happen. I was going to yeah. have to pivot a bazillion times, mm-hmm. learn things from anyone and everyone. And so I didn't expect it to be like anything in particular. And, um, you know, it was enjoyable, stressful certain times for sure. Um, You know, I definitely went nights not sleeping as much. I, you know, um, probably only had a latte for most of the day, certain days during opening. (laughs) But, you know, a lot of the excitement um, or like nerves in my stomach were what I was going to say is more so was excitement. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it was a grind trying to really build the community. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> meant to be. <laughs> I caught you puns on that everywhere. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, and the other thing too is, is like when we talked to Kate from Rights, like mm-hmm. she took on like managing the dairy department at 23 years old, and yeah. I feel like there's a, in, and I mean this in a in a complimentary way. There's a naivete. Is that the right word? Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, naivete right. and being like, I'm 23 years old. I could start a business. I've never done <laughs> I this can before. Do this. I got this. Because now, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing you're what, like 25, 26 now. Mm-hmm. You might think differently now because you've lived more of the world. You've seen more, you know, for lack of a better like term, you've seen more failures. You've seen, you've lived through like some more hardships right mm-hmm. but when you're 23 you're like i got this and i feel like being young and starting something think something like that is like really cool because you do think like hey i can figure this out i got this whereas like me i'm 30 right now and i'm like oh my god i could never uh-uh like i could never i would be so stressed out but me back when i was 21 22 23 man i was like me against the world i could do anything so i feel like it's smart that you started it when you did because it, it gave you that sort of like you know air of this is going to work out it's just because you have you, mm-hmm. you know for a lot of times you probably hadn't seen it not work out or in your head yeah exactly um thank you yeah and, and of course i still say you know if you wanted to do something crazy like that at 30 40 whatever age is i totally I always embrace the idea that we're all really in our own time zone and mm-hmm. time clock and, and some people start businesses young and retire early some people travel and do crazy stuff for years and don't start a business till 40, 50. Yeah. um, I really just try to embrace that. And hopefully I'm not just inspiring other young people, but I really hope to inspire whoever (laughs) is feeling that itch to go do something different. Yeah. I mean, which is a lot of people after the pandemic and people losing their jobs and being like, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. Like I don't feel connection or I don't feel purpose with what I'm doing on the daily. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're such a good example because you found a career, but you've also was able you were also able to like include your passion outside of work into mm-hmm. what is now your career which like <laughs> is I feel like it'd be hard to do it's it's hard to find you know yeah or yeah. at least the first part of your career you got plenty of time well that's true you can do all kinds of stuff from I here I know yeah <laughs> she's gonna run for president <laughs> that sounds too stressful that's your gotcha moment yeah, so no this thanks. is a no, um so I um I was lucky enough to kind of get like a little bit of the behind the scenes when I went there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit like what makes because Fundati is super sustainable. And that's something that you guys really like put a lot of effort into. And I was just hoping that you could explain it a little bit more into someone who like might not know Mm -hmm. why that's so so important. Yeah, of course. So, um, well, we 
you know, like most brands, I tried to create, you know, mission, vision, pillars. And um, one of our pillars is sustainability. And to me, sustainability is more than just like on an environmental standpoint. So even first ticking off of like who we are as people and how to sustain people through life, like the whole mission of finding your fundati and being grounded goes into it. We want people to come in and and hopefully you add some more, you yeah. know, minutes or days to your life or even day because you got to like take a deep breath instead of maybe honk at someone <laughs> in a drive-through. Oh, I need my extra extra coffee. That was me like make pretending I was beeping at someone in a duck yeah. notice drive-through. That was that was good. That probably <laughs> happens daily. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um let me see. So so yeah, that's kind of like, you know, baseline just overall lifeline sustainability. Um, We also have a full kitchen. So I have the physical space of Fundati, that's the storefront. And then I was lucky enough to be able to take over this extra freestanding space that's in the corner of our plaza. So pretty much we run out the back door a lot and people are probably like, where are they going to get those cookies? <laughs> um, and it's just about, you know, 80 meters uh, behind our actual shop in the plaza. And I was able to take over that space that was just a storage unit and turn it into a full kitchen. Um, and because I'm passionate about health and wellness, we do everything with minimal ingredients. We try to offer uh, options for all different allergies. So we, you know, the big staple is like our gluten-free and vegan bread loaves. Um, and we make all of our, our syrups with just, you know, cane sugar. We even try to do dairy-free ones with oat milk. Um, but we do all of that. And in that room lives our coffee roaster as well. A part of me from the beginning is sad that we've been hiding it back there and didn't put it in the main space, but our space is pretty small. So it just made sense logistically. But our coffee roaster is one of a kind on the marketplace. Most ro- roasters and how they originated were, were gas. And this company, Bellwether, that started on the West coast ironically um right outside of san francisco um i they're probably at least four five years into it now but they really started to kick off when i was opening fundati so i was really lucky to have found them but they created the first i think and currently still only zero emission producing and ventless coffee roaster Mm -hmm. um so what that means is that there's no vent and no co2 emissions are getting released outside into the world and environment instead the coffee roaster collects the gas and turns it into condensation in the machine. Um, And because it's so intricate, you know, it is a smaller batch roaster than some of the large ones you might see. So we only roast six pounds at a time, but that allows us to really keep that small batch style um, and really just have such a good, um, you know, control over every single bean that goes through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's really important to us and something I'm definitely still trying to spread the word on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's only like I was reading that there's only like there's less than 500 in the country being yeah. used right now. And the, mm-hmm. the fact that there's I'm assuming there's only one in Rhode Island and that's you. It's like pretty cool. Yeah. No, I think there's a couple other ones now. But, oh, and, okay. you know, it's cool that hopefully, you know, we were able to inspire other people to yeah. take that trend. And that's what the whole company Bellwether wants to do. They're really trying to um, change the roasting game, provide access to more and more people to be able to roast. So you can either buy it or, or rent it from mm-hmm. them. And that allows people to even roast on a smaller scale. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool that they're doing all of that. Um, and they provide a green bean marketplace. So for anyone unfamiliar, we get the beans in from countries around the world and they come, you know, from the farms green and then we roast them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of steps and, and really hard labor that goes into farming. And that's something we try to honor and showcase too. So the marketplace that we got from has been like 
extremely vetted, you know, people from their team who have been in the coffee industry for years and maybe wanted to do something different, you know, joined Bellwether and they go to the farms, visit, and not only do they make sure they're fair trade or on an organic level, but they've started this initiative where they have a verified living income. Oh, wow. So it is really like no BS. You we're we're paying enough per pound to provide these folks with a sustainable living income. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we even charge more for our beans, but it's, um, we are happy to explain why we do that. Yeah. And it, so. and, and it even goes back to your initial mission, which is sustainability, like yes. in all <laughs> forms. Girl, you did map this all out. This is wild. Thanks. It came together like a step along the way. I feel like I definitely didn't have one clear, <laughs> clear vision, but I just tried to keep trusting my gut and stay calm throughout it all. And you just go into like Alicia's like apartment, and it's like one of those like cork cork boards with like the red, you know, like you see <laughs> oh, it in like murder like mystery, like a police board. Yeah. And it's like, how does it all make how sense? Can it connect? And it does. I mean, it all makes sense. And 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 to someone obviously like you're putting the time, energy, and effort into like making all these things make sense. But to a consumer who might even only hear a part of that like story, would be like, oh shoot, like that's cool like that's something that i didn't think about or yeah. like yeah, well i was sorry, just go gonna a, a part of the advantage of like that you went to a school for business and that you knew to like develop your pillars and like the different steps for like yeah. how you should like technically start a business is you had your pillars in place and once when you actually have those written out and defined and refined mm -hmm. it's a hell of a lot easier for everything to kind of stick mm. to a pillar or yeah. you might look at something and say, should I do this? And you say, well, does it fit in one of the pillars? If not, then maybe you shouldn't do it or mm -hmm. what have you. If you don't have that kind of planning ahead of time and you're just kind of winging it, like mm -hmm. you're not going to end up with that. I mean, you might. You might get you lucky. Could. <laughs> but you're not going to necessarily end up with that kind of uh, coherence to your entire business plan, which yeah, no killing it. She's Louise. Now, I have to ask this question because I feel like anyone who comes on like who has a specialty thing, I'm always like, what is your favorite of your brand? So when you order a coffee, mm -hmm. what do you order? Coffee or latte, anything in like the that realm? Yeah. So it depends on the place um, okay. because let's be honest, I'm obviously a coffee snob yeah. at this point. And I, you should be. I really struggle getting coffee anywhere besides my shop. My family makes fun of me and they're like, you're so rude. You're always just picking apart. I never openly, yeah, you know, yeah, of yeah. course, I, I always, I always try to go to, you know, other small businesses, totally. especially if I'm out of state. So mm -hmm. I go support that. Um, then I usually try to get a feel for, well, is this company also a coffee roaster mm -hmm. and how do they brew their coffee. If they do pour over a good amount of the time, I will want to try that there. Yeah. And I like a lighter roast. Okay. Um, the lighter roasts actually have more caffeine. I don't drink it for that because I actually am like a one cup a day person as well. I yeah. can't handle a lot. <laughs> um, but I really love the lighter fruity notes. So I'll either order that or places where, you know, they might not roast their own beans or I'm just, you know, not sure. Um, I will usually just go with a oat milk latte or cappuccino. Heck yeah, that's um, my order. Yeah. yeah. And I maybe put a little bit of honey and cinnamon in it. But okay. I'm I'm like so sensitive to sweetness. So it's just the teeniest just amount. Just a tiny, teeny mm -hmm. bit. I, it's funny because I've heard a few people put honey in coffees mm -hmm. and I've, I've always like, for some reason in my mind, I can't like connect the two. I think because like in my head, I'm always like, it's oh, tea, tea is like yeah. honey is with mm -hmm. tea. But I feel like for, um, from someone like you saying that you drink honey in your coffee, I'm like, I need to try that. Like a yes. honey oat milk latte, I feel like would be delicious. Yes, I'll make you my special next oh time God. you come in. I'll be in. Girl, I'll be in. She Okay, so Nick is also gluten-free, so I didn't realize. <gasps> I knew you I was had, just like, complaining because I had nothing left in my house today. <laughs> so I ate a piece of pizza and I've just been like 
not oh, feeling no. great <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah, the rest yeah. of the day. But I knew you had like some, like I knew from going there. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, well, side note, very side note. You have this like, I'm a vegetarian and I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times when you get breakfast sandwiches at places, it's like, it's either like egg and cheese and bacon or like mm-hmm. just egg and cheese. But the one I got at yours, I don't even remember what it was called, but it had like tomato. It had like spinach. It had like some vegetables on it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. But the bread I, was it like a Portuguese bread? Yeah. Oh so. my, that, I have never had a breakfast sandwich taste like that. It was like, oh my God, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, Yeah, those are Portuguese bolos. So I'm half Italian, half Portuguese. And okay. um, the bakery we get the bolos from is a local Portuguese bakery right in Pawtucket. Oh, nice. Um, my dad suggested that we use the bolo. So shout out to him for uh, that oh idea. God, so good. <laughs> Even when I came home, I like I ate half and I saved half for my husband. And he was like, oh my God, this bread. And I'm like, I know. Because like usually you get it like on an English muffin or on a bagel or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like those little things that add up to this like really cool experience of going there. Do you like to like bake or cook or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. So I I grew up a lot in my Italian kitchen with my grandma, mom or uncle, and um, they all taught me how to cook really young. So I really enjoyed cooking. And then I think in high school, I went I was on a mission to like perfect a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> recipe. Um, and I I ran and played soccer for most of my time. So I felt like I could eat like 10,000, this isn't true, but like so many calories a day that yeah. I would just make chocolate chip cookies and All day. experiment with dessert. <laughs> so cooking is definitely a big part of my life. I yeah. think now that I own and run the shop and You're like, I'm doing no. that, I'm pretty tired of it. But when I do even have a free day or time, I love crafting together mm. like fun meals so did you ever find the perfect chocolate chip cookie recipe like did you ever c- perfect it so back then I think I did but I definitely totally lost you my touch <laughs> so the perfect the perfect recipe does exist I didn't create it but yeah, yeah. um my employees did so yeah. shout out to them yeah <laughs> and I want to really quick before because what happens a lot with this podcast which is so fun is like we just start talking about things and then at the end we're like oh my god we forgot to mention this important thing <laughs> so really quick because mm-hmm. uh it's super on my brain because i was just looking through instagram is you guys are like the official coffee of um the providence flea this year yes it's so exciting. full new adventure for us <laughs> so Thank how did you. that come about yeah so i knew i wanted to dive into farmers markets to some extent um I feel like it was almost delayed, but I made sure to get my application in for the flea as soon as possible because we had our sights set on the summer flea. And I actually thought that there was going to be multiple coffee (laughs) vendors. And I was just planning on when I put in the application, I said, we do all different coffee, but we would just love to bring our cold brew, which is the slow dripped one and unique. Um, And then I got contacted by Maria who runs the flea and she was like, well, actually, um, I don't know if you guys know Presto because they're around here. Um, They were the coffee folks of the flea for years and I think just couldn't take it on this year. So she asked us if we could handle you know, doing, the doing whole everything. Thing. And uh, we were really excited oh and decided to decided to take that on. That's amazing. And you're mm-hmm. the first, was it the first one this past weekend? Uh, last weekend. So we've, last weekend. we've done two now. Okay. And how mm-hmm. was, so how was the first one? Uh, really good. So, well, crazy enough, makes me sound like a terrible owner, but I was away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a, a trip planned uh, that weekend yeah. uh, 
before we knew the first weekend. But the awesome thing is that one of my employees, uh, Caroline, she is a senior at Johnson Wales. I met her. She's oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love her. We got some superstars there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had talked months prior that she needed to do a summer internship, and she did really want to do it through Fundati. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't, you know, she could get a unique experience from it. So when the idea for the flea came up, I said, how about we, do you want this to be your summer internship? You can, you know, come by my side. We'll plan this together, yeah. all the logistics, and you can almost try to run it as your own mini business and really get that full experience on a separate note from just the shop. So we had everything in place and her and my other employees just handled it. And, and they said they were really busy all day long. Um, and it was, it was a really great first day. And then I got to go this past weekend and just kind of floated around, tried to talk to vendors, get mm -hmm. some media done and, and just observe them doing their thing. And I yeah. was like, you guys need my help or nope. They were like, good. no, go so, away. We yeah. don't need you anymore. They were like, yeah. ready. They're like, they flew the coop and they're doing a kick-ass job. We they really are. love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And with something like the flea, it's mm -hmm. cool because, you know, like for instance, Nick, still lives in Northern Rhode Island. I live in Providence, so it's mm -hmm. different for me. But a lot of times people from Northern Rhode Island, Southern Rhode Island, whatever, will go to the flea mm -hmm. as like a Sunday afternoon with their family. And yeah. they might not have even known about Fundati. And mm -hmm. now anytime they drive through Lincoln or through that area, they're going to know, oh my God, there's a really amazing coffee shop mm -hmm. that does XYZ. Like just having that experience at the flea and that exposure at the flea is like incredible. And Maria is amazing to work with. Yeah. We've had her on the show. She's awesome. fantastic. The flea is just such a great... Um, for vendors, for customers, for the city. It's just like amazing all around. Yeah, I love really the flea. Is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so – do when you were there, did you buy like all the things? I refrained. <laughs> I also – I um, you know, I was working – with I think my I had told you I have a previous employee who now does her own freelance like creative yep. marketing and so we were on a pretty strict uh, time crunch trying to get yeah. content in yep. and it it um, had me avoid spending a lot of Smart. money Smart. but I was Smart. like I'll see you next week yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, right. you guys gonna be back you, you're yeah be yeah yeah it's honestly uh -huh. the worst it's I mean it's the best but it's also the worst yeah um <laughs> and you live in Providence yeah. So yeah, I was living in Providence. Uh, my boyfriend and I were renting an apartment. We yeah. decided to actually save some money and just both move back in at home for oh a little God. bit. Okay. Um, and so we're I'm back in North Providence for a little nice. bit currently. Okay. But, well, that mm -hmm. that kind of so you could um, definitely save money even if you just looked for a place near Fundati mm -hmm. versus yeah, Providence proper. That's true. You know. Yeah. I mean, love the East Side. We had a great time there, and we're super sad to move out. But it just strategically made sense with uh, rent prices going up oh and God. and wanting to hopefully buy in the coming year or two. So. so you can keep with your sustainability <laughs> thing and you can get a, a place near Fundati and yeah. get yourself like an electric bike or something. And then you do yeah, like go back, back and, and forth. forth. I dream about having a van or something like van or tiny home instead. Very so nice. Maybe. That's Nick's, Nick's yeah, like. I, uh, I got a uh, converted like trailer oh, uh, a few awesome. months ago. I'll show, I'll show you. I show definitely you want after. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it sounds cool. I could not. I need my home. Like I need like a. <laughs> yeah, I just went through the whole process of like installing all the solar and doing all that stuff too. So yeah. it, it seems like a lot. So well, my question was going to be like, when you're not working at Fundati and when you give yourself a time to like go out and about, mm -hmm. do you have favorite spots that you like to hit up for like dinner or anything like that? And I know that's always a really hard question, but mm. I feel like even if you don't have an answer, it's fine. She just goes mm. over to Twin River and <laughs> gambles, gambles all, all the profits. Money. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're like, oh, that girl at Fundati is like always She's at Twin always River. She's always here. <laughs> I'm so afraid of gambling. I put like $2 into a slot machine for and then like awkwardly walked away. You're like, Smart. okay, bye. 
sorry, I don't want to do any of this any longer. Yeah, no, definitely thing. Um, let's see. Well, um, usually if I get like a full 24 to 48 hours away, uh-huh. I try to get outdoors. Like I'm very big into <coughs> running, trail running, hiking. Oh my God, so um, cool. So I try to like find new trails mm. and we'll go maybe stay overnight, camp, or just even do like a day trip. Okay. So like to explore those spots. Is that like um, in Rhode Island or would you go to like New Hampshire and Maine and Vermont, all that? Yeah, definitely to get like a big hike in, you got to kind of go out of state. Yep. But with my limited time and range, I have <laughs> really found a lot of gems in Rhode Island. I mean, you want to get in 10 plus miles, you can go to Arcadia Management Area, Big River. Oh, I mean, cool. Lincoln Woods is in my backyards and I've managed to get like six to eight miles in the mm-hmm. trails there. I mean, oh, wow. I pretty much get lost and loop around multiple times <laughs> and like run into horses. But um, yeah, like, sorry to I the people. I bother, but <laughs> no, everyone loves um, everyone in Rhode Island. Yeah, no, everyone's super sweet. Usually, I see Fendotti customers, yeah, in Lincoln Woods, and they'll yell like "Go Fendotti!" and it's just always so funny. <laughs> we, love um, we all want everyone to succeed. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're like super into hiking and maybe going on a day trip. Mm-hmm. And what else? What else do you like to do? Um, I do like to go out and explore different, um, you know, different restaurants and everything. Mm. When we lived on the East Side, we would rent the spin scooters I love and those. Um, tr- oh my do God. like scoot and brewery tours. So if I had like a, a free Saturday, sometimes we would have like a map of four to five different places I and we'd that. either try an appetizer or a beer or a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just exploring like all of Providence for that. Um, trying to think. I also... Um, Let's see. Really. I'll tell you. So I also live on the east side, but yeah. I live like on the Hope Street area. Yeah. Um, and recently I've been like obsessed with the scooters because I try yeah. to walk most places if it's in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But like the last there was like a few weekends when it was like 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I do not feel like walking and like not like it was usually like go to walk to dinner or mm-hmm. walk to, you know, whatever. And so like you're dr- not dressed up, but you're like not in like comfortable walking clothes. Yeah. So like I started getting the scooters and now I can't be stopped. I take them everywhere, <laughs> like everywhere. I'm like, oh, do I need to like walk like a half a mile? No, I'm no. just going to take the scooter. It's just fun. It is. It's like reminds you of like childhood, like taking your little razor scooter around, but they're faster. And oh, they're, they're scary if you hit those hills on College Hill. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, honestly, and I even said to my husband, because he go, likes to go fast. Like, he's like, yeah, going <laughs> down a hill, like, full speed. Gosh. And I'm like, what? I feel like I should be wearing a helmet. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go over the handlebars. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? It's funny, too, though, because, like, I so I have a, do you know what a one wheel is? Yeah. Yeah, I Those have one wheel. Those things are so weird. It's a, they're a lot of fun. That's too impressive for me. <laughs> uh, but like when I first got it, people would be like, what are you going to use that for? But like now people are like, oh, the scooters are great. I'm like, yeah, yeah well, I just own one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have to worry <laughs> about it. But it, it, it is fun just cruising around, hitting different spots. If it's mm-hmm. someplace close, like. I think I'm going to invest in one because yeah. like not that like this, the pit spins aren't like super expensive, but every mm-hmm. time you ride, it's like five bucks. Yeah. And over a weekend, I ride like 20 times. I'm like, let me just take this. Or if I'm not doing anything, I literally just ride it around my neighborhood. Yeah, and they they recharge, right? So it's sustainable. It is mm-hmm. sustainable. Yeah, there's no like <laughs> gas or anything. It's like electric mm-hmm. as far as I know. And it's, I don't know, it's just like, especially with Providence. I mean, I'm someone who's like, I've lived in Providence for so long when everyone's mm-hmm. like, the parking. I'm like, oh my God, the parking is not that bad. Like, it's fine. Especially compared to other cities. Mm-hmm. If you're really like nice. just patient, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, we're not. We're, we live in New England. 
It's, people yeah. in New England aren't, aren't I know, patient. but it's We're stupid. between New York and Boston, <laughs> and we move at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> true, true, true. But then you go to Fundati, you find your Put mindfulness. You're in a little trance. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're like, I can go to Providence, and I can find a parking spot. It's going to work. <laughs> yeah. But I think the scooters help with that, because like <laughs> even with PBD Fest, when oh, we yeah. went this weekend, um, we took the scooters there. Because I was like, even though I'm sure we could find parking, I'm like, I don't even want to like yeah. deal with it. And it's easy in, easy out. So it worked out really well. I was like really excited about it. That's nice. I'm awesome. going to invest in one. Seriously. <laughs> um, and Alicia, anything in the next coming few months, year to look forward to with yourself personally or Fundati? Hmm. That's a hard like question too. Right now, I'm <laughs> definitely living in the moment with the shop just yeah. because, well, we actually just reopened on Mondays. We were closed I for a while. I saw that. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So we went from being, you know, open six days a week to technically eight now because we double time things on Sunday. Oh, geez. Reopened on Monday. So really just, you know, we hope to really gain traction. Um, also, we're going to be a part of the RI Food Fights uh, Best Ice Coffee Challenge again. So that will be during the month of July. So I hope to meet, you know, so many more new faces for that. Um, and another big thing we're trying to do is really expand our, our virtual brand. And, you know, I went into all of this really not liking social media. I'm I'm not good at it. I, um, I hate when I spend too much time on it. But you have to use it for you business. You do such a good job. Oh, thank you. I know. Well, you, I know you're I have a lot of help. <laughs> I know you're in transition now too, like mm -hmm. with all that stuff. But I feel like what I've seen of yours, I'm assuming that you do most of it so, the, to this point. And I feel like you kick ass. You oh, do a really thank good you. Job. <laughs> and I had another really quick question. Yeah. I was going to ask it before, but then I lost track talking mm -hmm. about scooters. My true love. Um, you said something that your coffee, your your cold brew like drip coffee is unique. Mm -hmm. Can you explain why? Yeah, of course. So I mean, other shops have these drip towers, may use it for some of their coffee, for mm -hmm. iced coffee. Um, You know, um, well, one, there's regular iced coffee, which you brew hot and then pour over ice most of the time. Or there's cold brew. And the traditional way it's done is almost like steeping a tea bag inside okay. of water mm -hmm. like that's cold. Um, when I opened Padati, I thought, well, we're doing the pour over slow drip. What mm -hmm. about these cool cold brew drip towers? Started with four of them, which only makes like less than a gallon and have increased to six mini ones and two large ones. And we just pump through those things all the time. But it's this, what, five or six piece tower mm -hmm. and you put, you know, ice water at the top. It slow drips through two filters and the fresh ground coffee beans and then goes through this little spiral that aerates it. So the oh. small ones take six to eight hours and the large ones take 12 to 14. Holy and mackerel. Again, shout out to the whole team because yeah. they put in a lot of extra labor hours, time and care into mm -hmm. checking the drips throughout the day and making sure you get that, you know, just extra great quality. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because when you walk in there, because I had never seen like those, like that setup that you had, like those big towers. Mm -hmm. So when I walked in, I was like, what are these? Like, I'm like, is this an art display or is this like yeah. coffee? And I found out that it was coffee. We have people that even drink the cold brew and for months they didn't know that that's that, what that's they what were what getting. They were looking I, at. I, I, and I was know. like, oh, darn, we really, you know, slacked off on customer service there. No. But, you know, it's also a full kind of, um, it's like information yeah. and um, sensory overload when you come into Fundati. Um, hopefully in a good way. In but good sometimes way. you you can only experience one to two things at a time. Well, and I'll be yeah. honest with you, like, I and I've, I've been a few times and when I went the last time mm -hmm. I realized what those things were the reason I didn't know what those things were is because the coffee was so like delicious I had no like qualms to ask yeah. anything about you know what <laughs> no. I mean like I wasn't like oh I wonder why this tastes 
so good or bad. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, my God, it's delicious. I wasn't like, oh, let me figure out what the – because, like, even <laughs> What though, happened to this? Yeah, because even Should though – Should I like, little graphics next to them or something, <laughs> like, on each chamber telling you what's happening behind it or something? I know. That'd, that'd be, be cool. kind of cool. Well, and even, like, because I'm just not someone who – I am not like I'm not a coffee snob like I'm the exact opposite of a coffee snob Mm -hmm. I always joke that like if you gave me like a color water that like looked like coffee I'd be like bean juice that's what we call it yeah yeah like I would be (laughs) fine so like I just don't have like the brain space to be like good coffee bad coffee but I know Mm -hmm. I do mine based off of like the vibes of the shops and obviously the because here's my thing is every coffee I have is good because I don't know the difference and i'm just like my brain is like floating into outer space and i'm just like i don't even know but it's like the vibe of it that's different but like someone like nick would walk in there and you would be like yeah i'm blown. kind of annoying about coffee sometimes honestly <laughs> nick, don't annoy us <laughs> yeah so. nick go to fundati and ask a hundred questions <clears throat> i just don't typically go to a, i mean i do like i'll still get like a honeydew if i'm hitting the gas station or something but yeah. you know I, when i make my coffee i do like uh i hand grind beans and i you know, do it when I make my pour over. And I do that every day. And mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to go get like something that's not a $1 coffee mm-hmm. and I walk out and I'm like, this coffee's terrible. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be super happy about it. Granted, there's not that many in Rhode Island where yeah. I'd say that, uh, yeah. where it's a, a pricey coffee that's not good. Mm-hmm. You can get that sometimes like when I was, uh, I think I brought this up with the last roaster, but when I was like on the West Coast and there's a lot of like hip coffee shops around uh, for corner. lack of a better word. Um, but they're not all good yeah. yeah. because it's just, they're just everywhere. Yeah. So, it's so concentrated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can be a little annoying. I, I worked in restaurants and stuff forever, so it's not like I'm ever going to bring it up to the person, <laughs> but, uh, I might not go back, but I mean, the, the, all the stuff that you guys are doing is really cool. And I'm assuming you use like, um, if you're doing the pour over, do you have like the rack? But like to do multiple at a time? Uh, no, we don't have a rack for ours. Um, we actually have a. A drip system that um, is newer. I invested in the Kickstarter for the drip system. Oh, that's cool. So I don't have like a Hario V60 or anything. They're actually by Espro. The company had oh. been around, but they created their own drippers. Um, and the bottom is curved and has a bunch of tiny holes as opposed to one. Oh. Um, and they sit really nicely on um, carafes. So we have, mm. we just have them sit on top of the carafes and then we pour them in there and then give it a little, you know, swirl for mm-hmm. a fun show and aerate it and then <laughs> yeah, pour yeah. it into oh, each person's cool. cups. So. Yeah. It's very, when you order a hot coffee there, it, there, it's like a little performance and I love it. You're like pouring it. And when I was there, you did like a two, like oh one my on goodness. either. That like video is so funny. You got me like, spin. it looked like I was like doing a dance. And, and you were yeah. like, that was all just natural. You were literally serving that to a customer that I was like, oh, let me take this video. But it's like so cool. And I think that, you know, again, with the, with how fast everyone's moving all the time, mm-hmm. having those moments where you can just be like, I want to watch my coffee be made. Like, I just want to like, you know chill for a minute and you're the space you're, again your space has like plants and like mm-hmm. you also sell your beans yeah like separate. oh yeah of course that yeah. and we would love to keep expanding that too i mean next up would be um i mean you can order them online but we want to revamp it a bit and really try to get everyone who visits us this summer you know i mean the thing is there are so many great coffee roasters and shops in rhode island and mm-hmm. we don't want to deter people from supporting their most local coffee shop too yeah. but heck if anyone really does enjoy our beans or likes to do a, a different shop each 
month, like yeah. maybe you can just order them and get them shipped to, you know, North Kingston or something. Totally. And so, well, yeah. we always say, well, I always say like a rising tide lifts all ships. Like mm-hmm. how like, you know, because we had a bunch of brewers on our podcast and I was mm-hmm. nervous. I was like, oh, I hope they're not mad that like I had this brew. We had this brew and then we had this brewer. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, no, no, we all do different things. Yeah. Like there's room for everyone at this at this show and I feel like similarly with coffee like mm-hmm. if you're a coffee snob like Nick or mm-hmm. like you Alicia like you're <laughs> gonna know which coffee you like and you're gonna stick by that coffee but then you yeah. can try other ones too just to see like what's different and recommend different ones to different people well, it's nice and- to know different shops in different areas so like yeah. when I travel for photography and stuff mm-hmm. uh, in the state uh mm-hmm. Knowing that, like, if I'm in Providence, depending on which side of Providence I'm on, I'll go to like either Dave's or New Harvest. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, now that you're in, you are where you are, if I'm on my way home, I can get one over there. If I'm in South County, I can go there or Mm -hmm. whatever. You're in uh, the East Bay and you have like, I think it's Borealis is in the East Bay. And like, kind of knowing what's where, like, and there's a bunch of coffee shops, Mm -hmm. but like, I usually have one or two in an area that I like. And Mm -hmm. I, if I happen to be over there in, like, say, the East Bay or something, I'm like, I hope I'm going to be near one of my one <laughs> coffee of shops. So coffee shops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's similarly, like, with pizza, too. Like, there, do I have a go-to place for pizza? Yes. But do I get pizza from almost everywhere in Providence? Yes. Also, yes. Also, yes. So it's like, you know, there's a – you can, you know, try something new, try something that you love, recommend it to other people. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, you being able to – and another quick question. Sorry, I'm, I'm just – realizing this mm-hmm. if you buy coffee beans it's gonna be a really stupid question so you buy coffee beans right <laughs> you bring it home what do you do with them um, what do you do with them you have to you grind have to perform them perform a ritual yeah. and then you uh, have to <laughs> sacrifice a goat yeah. no 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 but like Sage it. yeah <laughs> no um, but i mean like because i i've never bought coffee beans because i'm like i'm not sure like how what the next step is i could look it up but well, now you, that you're here honestly well we try to encourage people you get to create your own process really mm-hmm. so do you like iced coffee hot coffee do you want to simply put it into your batch dripper and set it the night before or do mm-hmm. you want to embrace the pour over um setup uh you get to choose so we we have some people that um, really just don't want to get a grinder, and so they buy their beans. We grind them to whatever ah, setting they're going to use okay. at home, and we do that as well. We do encourage people to grind fresh because the beans go stale after 90 seconds. Oh. Um, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. So the coffee snobs will take the beans <laughs> home, have their full setup. You know, from We have some customers who have their own like espresso machines at home, which is so cool. Yeah. And they'll try all of our different beans That's on amazing. there, you know, whether it's a Marzo or even like a lever machine. Yeah. Um, I know that might sound foreign. Yeah, um, I have no idea what that really means, you, but you said it so confidently that I'm down. <laughs> I'm invested. Yeah, I but you, you just take it home and then brew it whatever method you need you want or need but yeah you would grind them and then put them in you know nick goes home and he he's gonna grind them and do it the fundati way and make yep. his own pour over but people will do it and put it in like a at home like Coffee refrigerated machine. yep like i was gonna say uh cold brew cold but yeah, brew. yeah oh, they have brew. the ones where it's mm-hmm. like a it's almost like a center canister yeah. inside of a jug so you yeah. fill the center canister and you put your water and you put it uh-huh. in the fridge and it kind of like like you were saying it steeps mm-hmm. like a i feel like, like, like a tea yeah. and, you, and you have them at fundati like cold brew sets right well we have no we have the the tower for sale okay but we um we tell customers to you know we obviously sell the the higher end products and everything mm-hmm. but i've definitely set up customers with a full pour over setup at home and yeah. i kind of have emails set up where i um 
give them like, this is the high end, this is medium, this is lower end, but you'll get by. So you can choose if you want to buy everything from us or maybe get some products from us, others, you know, just online for cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can really make do with whatever. So I can totally do a little consultation with you. Yeah, because it can definitely be intimidating when you're first getting into it. And like understanding, I'm a research person. Mm -hmm. If I decide I'm going to spend money on something, I'm researching it for a week before I choose which one I'm going to do. So like if you get into like the... Your first grinder, which I had just the cheap, like, just a standard grinder. You, you twist it one way, and it just chops the it's beans. It's practically and then, like a Nutribullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then, like, it switched to, like, a burr grinder, uh, but which the electric ones were kind of out of my budget. Mm-hmm. But then even my hand grinder was, like, $200. Oh, and my like, goodness. It's, like, the travel. It's a travel one, so uh-huh. it's made to be, like, to kind of collapse down and break down. And you can, like, change out different uh-huh. things. I got it for Christmas, so I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Um, you forgot to mention that, but mm-hmm. the, yeah, they can it can get intimidating with all the different ways to do it, and like because I have like an AeroPress and I have a pour yeah. over and I have a bunch of different mm-hmm. ways to make coffee, mm-hmm. uh, and I just so got interested in it. Yeah. I just got interested just in it, but having having somebody that can like walk you through it, <laughs> yeah. and be like, hey, how much money do you want to spend? You yep, know, you that's have, the first question. You have yeah. this version. Uh, you get this set for a hundred bucks, or this for two, or this for three. Or do you want to get mm-hmm. an espresso machine, or whatever? And yeah. somebody can help mm-hmm. you walk right through it. So. Yeah, I do really want to get into like the cold brew, yeah, kind of stuff because I have like for when I got married, I got an espresso machine, which oh, is cool, yeah. and I like it. But like that's like for hot lattes. Mm-hmm. I want to have an option for cold mm-hmm. because I've tried to brew like a latte and then like put it over ice, and mm-hmm. I just hate so i guess maybe i am a coffee snob because i like the way that tastes (laughs) i don't like the way that tastes so i after especially after chatting with you and i'm like oh there it's because i spent so much money getting coffee out and i'm like if i could have an iced coffee i have my cute sustainable fundati cup Mm -hmm. i could fill it with the cold brew i made at my house exactly and a big part you know one of the biggest things is having good beans and um you know don't like to brag or anything, but, but you got the I'm best really beans. confident in our beans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will definitely, once I will have our consultation, you'll Perfect. let me know what I should get. Mm-hmm. And I will, um, I will be so impressed. I'm sure. Again, it doesn't, I mean, I'll bring some for Nick too. You can try some too for my yeah. cold brew. My, is it She's going to start brew? brewing better coffee yeah. than you. I know. Mm-hmm. Probably. Ah, I'm going <laughs> to. I haven't really gotten into I don't really drink iced coffee. Because uh, you're the. I'm a hot coffee person. I have the same like setup as you. I have an AeroPress. Yeah. And yeah four the whole over. nine yards. So mm-hmm. like. And I do like iced coffee here and there. Mm-hmm. But even like if I'm ordering something out, I'll drink mm-hmm. hot coffee on a hundred All, day. all yeah. time. How about I you? Just, hot or iced? Almost always hot. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. How come? Uh, it's just the feel of you having. just love this. Yeah. Well, feel. also my hands are always cold, so <laughs> I. Um, so it's a two part program. It's the drink and it's a hand warmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started thinking about coffee and meditation and all of that together, um, you know, for a while I actually did guided meditations that are still on the Fundati Instagram. Oh my god, I'm um, in like them. the the video section. Um, I fell off of that for a while, but I I would like to get back to it. I keep saying that. And you I have a really yet. soothing voice. I feel Thank like you. that would be really easy for me to meditate listening to you. Yeah, you can go back and use. I mean. Again, they all they weren't for a specific day. They were called Meditation Monday. Um, But I would do ones where you can make it like a coffee, tea, or even I said like you could have warm water with lemon as meditation. And the first step was kind of closing your eyes, holding your cup, and just feeling the heat travel Mm. through your hands and into your body. And that's something that settles me. So, oh my god, that sounds lovely. That's my long-winded explanation to hot coffee. Yeah, but I think that that's really like really 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 nice because even for me when I feel like I need to be like a little grounded or if I'm anxious or stressed out my immediate reaction this is like a 
a sort of like a ritual thing that I do is I wash my hands in cold water because I feel like it like sets me back. You're like, let's wake up. Yeah. But I feel like <laughs> instead doing something with like a warm whatever, yeah. like that would be like a little bit of a smoother, like a little more of a like a softer reset. And yeah. even in that, like, girl, you're already teaching me stuff and this is great. Thank <laughs> you. This is lovely. You're very welcome. Happy to just share my <laughs> flows. Your expertise. <laughs> now, right, really quick, you've given us so much of your time and I know that you're so busy and hopefully like you get some days off to go like hiking and camping and doing like your best life stuff, spending time with your family, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, this is usually a Nick question, but I'm just going to ask it because we're already here. Where do people find you like on social media, online, all that stuff? Yeah, so we're at Fundati Coffee okay. on Instagram. I think it's just at Fundati on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, but we're both of those places. We do have a TikTok. And now that we're really Ooh. diving into reels, that that's the new, you know, the new, norm. The new thing. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be posting there as well. Um, we also have a website, which is just FundatiCoffee.com. From our website and our Instagram, there's links to our online ordering. We do online ordering for pickup just for day to day. Yep. But from our website, you can also order our beans and get them shipped to you. Ah, that sounds like mm -hmm. a really nice present, especially Father's Day is coming up. Yeah. So yeah. like send them. Oh, wait, this is going to come out after Father's Day. So oh, strike that. Sorry. sorry. Strike it <laughs> from the record. Strike it from the record. But any other, you know, I feel like yeah. everyone drinks coffee and Get like them something for the 4th of July. Yeah, yeah the 4th of July. We need <laughs> coffee beans for the 4th of July. No, I love that. And I appreciate, we appreciate you so much coming here, bringing Nick his beautiful coffee and explaining yeah, a little mm -hmm. bit more about like the meaning behind Fundati, all of your sustainable actions toward, you know, you as a person and your business. Um, and really, uh, one really other quick thing. When are, when does the fleet end? Like when can people find you there? until um i'm actually i'm not sure the end date we had okay. committed originally through august but now okay. that it's going so well and we have some more staff i think summer goes all the way through september so okay. you know in the winter they go into the new harvest building yeah. but um i think through september we will Amazing. be outdoors and our goal is to keep our staff up and ready to go cool. all the way through then. That awesome. sounds amazing. And I will definitely come by and visit you. And anyone who's yes. listening, go see Alicia at the Providence Fleet. Or you said Caroline is there working there too. Yep. Say hi um, and tell her you, we all collectively sent you. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but thank you so much. I don't know if you have anything to to No, finish. I think you covered it. Yeah. I mean, I usually just make sure we check in on, you know, your social media and your website stuff. Uh, mm. Sasha stole that from me. Sorry. But that's all right because I had to do an intro without her the other day. So yeah, that was not <laughs> no big nice. deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we covered everything. Really, thank you for your time. I think thank this was you a guys great for having episode. me. This always means great. so much. Yay. So. We're so excited. And it was, uh, honestly, even like when once we're done and you leave, I feel like I'm going to feel like a little more zen. Just your presence is very like zen. <laughs> so I appreciate you. you. Um, anyone who's in the Lincoln area, Northern Rhode Island, Fundati is like such a great place to go. But also if you're traveling around, just stop there. You're going to go to Twin River. Uh, <laughs> instead, <laughs> and, well, instead of going in the, the main entrance, you go in the back entrance. Yeah. Could you take that. What, what is the exit? Do you know the name of the exit? Lusiquisset? Uh, yeah. Lusiquisset? Yeah. The Lusiquisset Pike exit. And you take mm -hmm. a left. And Lusiquisset. Right up there on the left. You said yeah. that's so nice. I was like, Lucy, so Swiss. I've had to say it over the phone so <laughs> a many million times. times. And, and if you don't like Twin River and you like hiking, you can get to Lincoln Woods from our parking lot. Oh my god, awesome. that's okay. cool. You just go right under the little um, the little tunnel that brings you to the beach parking lot. There's a bus stop <gasps> there, so oh especially god. on the weekends, you get people. But I like to tell people that because it like fully goes into the vibe of finding your fundati, get your coffee, go for a yeah. walk, I love bike that ride. So much. Oh my yeah. god. You're you can still go to Twin River and we won't judge you. Well, no at judgment. All. No, no judgment at all. <laughs> but you've covered all the bases and we appreciate you so much. So thank you so thank much you. for being here. Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks everybody for listening. Bye bye. Thank you.